0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 39 of everyone's favorite mediocre program. This podcast is just okay. My name is Nick Rose, man. I'm here to be your host and your guide and your, uh, your escape from the realities of the world. So um, with that being said, let's hit the theme song and get things started properly. Another week is upon us, and we are here again. Um... What's been going on in your life? Everything's been going okay with me. Uh, I'm starting to try to enjoy the spring weather, if it would become spring, and, you know, it's been off and on with the one day warm, one day snowy, uh, I guess it's supposed to snow again uh, whenever, so we're, we're dealing with that. Um, what else, man? I've been looking around on the uh, the internet and stuff, because I don't watch the news, I don't watch TV or any of that stuff, but I see that every day man is another bombing or another killing or another terrorist attack there was a there was a bomb in dia earlier and it's just i wish everyone would stop being <laughs> to each other you know it's like how much death do we need in this world and what are you trying to prove why do we have to do this to each other every single day you know it's not right and every time i see that it just it brings me down because it just shows me how sad it is and how how much this world is dying and you know we're responsible, and honestly, I think we need to get wiped out at this point. I'm I'm just so tired of it. But um, there's my little rant on that for you. So let's get into something positive here. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Um, for those of you who have been listening, go back a few episodes. Uh There was an episode I did called "Tyranny and Debauchery." Uh work terror stories, part one. Um, usually what I do, if you don't know, I do a goofy top five every week. Um, I'll tell a little bit about my life, little, little stories here and there, and then I'll I'll segue into a top five list, you know, top five best syrups to eat with pancakes, something weird like that. But um this one's been building, and what I'm doing is a five-part episode. So instead of a top five list in one episode, you're getting five separate episodes where one episode focuses on one thing. This is going to be episode two of that top five list. Um <clears throat> basically it's it's me retelling um work horror stories because everybody hates their job. Everybody hates going and doing what they're doing. If you don't, that's great. That's not work for you. That's that's wonderful. It's rare. Keep that, hold on to it and enjoy it. Don't take it for granted. Because I know a lot of times I'll sit back and think, man, I hate my job. Things are so horrible. And really, when I look back at all the things that I've done in the past, I've been through much worse. And reflecting on that now it kind of gives you a better sense of of things to come and things that really aren't that bad um take for instance um last time i talked about how i had worked for um a, a magazine as a, uh, a sales executive um marketing consultant which the job was fantastic But I mean, the the, the aspect of it was fantastic, but the place itself and the people in there were so toxic that it spiraled me into this horrible, horrible mental state that I don't ever want to be in again. And um, this is going to be episode two of that, where I tell my second uh, worst job story. Of, of uh, my life There's five of them that I narrowed it down to um, Before we get into that I'm going to play you guys a song like I always do And then I will see you guys in a couple minutes And we'll get into our number two Of the, the five part episode Here we go
1: I'm done.
0: to get your week going i love it so just because i you know i've said this in the past a couple episodes here i did give up the band moniker oz uh which was my band from 2006 up until now 2016 10 years later and i actually get got rid of the name i retiring the oz name and all that jazz does not mean i'm not going to be still making new music so i just recorded this one so um i don't know kind of confusing basically i'm going to create music but i don't have a name yet so um that's what I'm saying. It's like a new chapter in my life I'm starting over. So anyway, uh, let's get into our number two, and there's a five-part to the number two. So it's like a, a top five within a top five for you. So uh, it's like a two-for-one <laughs> or a, a five-for-one, however you want to count it. I don't care. So anyway, the second um, job on my list of worst things I've ever done um, was a a grocery store of sorts for uh snobby hipsters um uh i i don't know See, part of this thing, I don't know what legalities are, and I don't want to get in trouble by saying the names of the places, but I'm sure you can assume exactly which one it is, because they're really expensive, they're really snobby, there's so many vegans, you know, because they always tell you, you know, hi, my name's whatever, I'm a vegan, I don't own a TV, whatever, good for you, Um and they used to take my whole paycheck, if that's a, a clue for you. But um number one on the list of this uh establishment um was weight discrimination. Um, they are so, so uppity about their image. I don't even know why they hired me. Um, cause I had, I had had previous, uh, food serving experience before and grocery experience. I just wanted to go in and stock. Uh, it, this was a, a, at a time I was out of work for a couple of years and, uh, my son was about to turn a year old. And at the time I stayed with him, uh, at home, stayed at home until he turned a year old. So I was with him every day, um trying to be the best dad i could be and um raising him on my own while my wife was at work and uh by the time he turned a year it was time for me to go back and this was one of the places i had applied to and they had called me back and uh, what i was wanting to do was uh you know just stock shelves something simple something easy just give me a paycheck so i can get by and uh they hired me for that but um (laughs) before this happened um this is this is one of those I never mind I'll get into it later. So um they hired me um basically to sweep floors, uh sweep floors and scrub the toilets, which uh you know, I'm not going to say that any job is higher or lower than another, but they make it seem like that and um <clears throat> so this was uh <clears throat> in their mind the lowest uh possible thing that a that a person could be and um a lot of it had to do with my weight. <clears throat> Now they wouldn't have me officially stock merchandise or handle food because they thought it was bad for their image. Now I'm not like super obese or nothing. Like a lot of it's just in my gut. I'm, I mean I'm I'm pretty muscly, man. You know, for all the ladies listening, um, I got I got some uh, I got some buff whatever's. But <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. So I'm not like I'm not that out of shape really. But um, According to them, I was gigantuous. I don't know, but um, <laughs> the, the the crazy thing is their uh, raise or discount is also based on your health and weight. So the healthier you are, you have to go do a test with a doctor and get a note and everything. And if they deemed you healthy enough, they'd give you a bigger raise or a bigger employee discount. I got the lowest possible discount imaginable. Um I was denied a raise several times, and um. Refused to transfer uh twice on uh so so a lot of that had to do with uh my weight and they'd even tell me you know you need to you need to lose weight if you want to continue working here and it had nothing to do with my my work abilities because I didn't just sweep the floors because whenever they needed me. Yeah, I'd run over and, and stock merchandise because they were short handed. That's the only time they'd let me do that. There was even a time where I would try to be a, a cafe server, uh, tried to work with the meat and cheeses in the deli, uh, meat, um, doing sandwiches. And they had me believing that for a while uh, because they were short handed. So they let me do that for, for a couple of weeks and train and everything. And then when it came down to the job position opening, I was denied because of my weight. So basically, I gave them free labor for nothing. Um... Number two, I was underpaid um, because we did this group orientation thing, and we had to go miles and miles away to a different store <clears throat> for the orientation, which is kind of stupid considering I'm not working at the store. Why are you giving me a tour of this store and not the one I'm working at? Anyway, group orientation and the starting pay was $10 an hour Um, based on my weight and appearance. I was hired at a little under eight dollars an hour, which I think, you know, is discrimination. But you know, at the time, I was out of work for so long, I didn't even seek to fight it. I was just happy to be getting a paycheck. Um, it, like I said, man, before a dollar is better than no dollar, and there's always an opportunity to make more money. But um, <clears throat> so I thought this is fine. I'll uh, I'll um, work my way up, and I'll I'll start at the bottom and and earn my my keep. Because that's what I'm good at and that's what I can do. Um, never worked out. I w- Like I said, I was there. A uh, couple performance reviews. And out of all my jobs I've ever had, <clears throat> I've never had a bad performance review. Because I show up on time every day. I stay um, sometimes late if I have to. Um, I do everything I'm supposed to do. And I I do help others and this is all without being provoked. I'm very self motivated. And I don't want this podcast to sound like I'm at a job interview, but um this is one of those things where um it was discriminatory to not give me a raise or any of that stuff. Um <clears throat> three, I got written up several times. Um and one of one of the things oh sorry let me go back before I get to number three. Um what was I talking about with that? Um <clears throat> Oh, well, I'll think of it. So number three, I got written up for bringing, um, a lunch with, uh, food that was not purchased at their store. Um, they would do random, uh, lunchbox inspections. And if they, if what I brought for lunch was deemed not healthy enough, I would get written up. And, um, which I, I actually found out in their rule book is against their company code, their company policy. Um, but, uh, this happened a few times and, uh, they would, they would just pick at me and pick at me and pick at me. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I had done anything wrong. It was all a a personal thing, but, um, uh, let's see. So, ah, man, I lost my train of thought, but I I was going back to the, uh, the orientation thing. I got, I got underpaid $8 an hour. Um, tried working my way up and it didn't, it didn't work. I got written up several times Oh, the job performance um, the performance review. I've never had a bad review in all my my time of existence or of working, any of that, and this place had nothing good to say about me, no matter what it was. and like I said, it, it was one of those things. I never called in. I was never late. Um, I was there on time. I was doing above and beyond what was expected of me. I was a uh, they actually had me at one point repaint the store. Uh, the inside of the storage, give me, here's here's a bucket of paint and a and a brush and have at it. I want you to, this all, I want this all painted green. And, you know, I've actually painted houses before because, you know, that's what my dad does and I've helped him before. And even that, <laughs> painting houses starts you at 10 bucks an hour. So I, I was underpaid to even do that. And that was uh, above my, my job description, but um I did it and um, I did it without complaint and I still got, you know, marked down for that. Um, and, and I'd help out. I'd stay late. I, I'd go to different departments and say, hey, how can I help you over here? How can I help you over here? Hey, I'm done with my stuff. Let me help you over here. And um, <clears throat> it wasn't good enough. None of it was good enough um number four i reminded the boss of a bully that had picked on him as a kid i guess i looked like him or sounded like him something about me reminded my boss of this bully that would pick on him and um so for that he had this kind of vendetta against me um as a childhood payback it's pretty pathetic because look dude i didn't know you as a kid i i have nothing to do with you i got my own kid i'm trying to raise i got my family i'm just trying to make a paycheck earn a living and i don't need to get harassed every time i walk through the door and um that's the way it came down and um i mean eventually i i walked out on them but um <clears throat> number five on the list everything was built on title uh title was so important it was like high school you know you had your your different cliques your uh your uh your your jocks and your cheerleaders and your drama nerds and your your uh loser stoner kids and then the whatever 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 and uh, that's what this place was it was like well, I'm a department manager over here and I, I work over here in, in, in groceries. So that that's above produce and produce is above uh cafe and cafes above this and cashiers are down low. And, you know, scrubbing the toilets is the lowest possible person you can be. You're not even treated as a person at that point. And, um, this is where I, I get, I get a little crazy because, uh, at previous jobs I had been, you know, store management, I had been upper, um, upper management. I've, I've, uh, been running my own recording studio out of my house, my own company, uh, called Wild Rose Productions for years where I would, uh, uh, take in, uh, teenagers and, and like local bands that couldn't afford actual studios and I produced their demos for them. So I know what it's like to kind of run a business. And, um, I've been upper management before. And then all of a sudden when, a when the recession hit in 2008, I was, you know, out, out of a job and, uh, <clears throat> had to start over and now here I am scrubbing toilets. Now, whether I'm at the top of the management chain or at the bottom scrubbing toilets, I'm still the same person. And, uh, nothing about that changes. So to me, a title is nothing more than a man-made word that has nothing to do with anything. And, um, a lot of these guys, they didn't understand that. And, uh, they, had, they brought this kid in from Texas, this little 19-year-old punk kid who was, uh, dead set like, I'm a manager. I'm important. And it's like, no, you're really not um I'm sorry you you might have more responsibility but you know and and I tried saying it too like if you were all that more important and so much better than I was then why are we working in the same building um you know based on that alone <clears throat> we're there for one reason the same reason which is survival we're going in to get a paycheck you know I have bills to pay and mouths to feed and, uh, there's no rest for the wicked. So, uh, and he has the same thing, bills to pay, mouths to feed and so on and so forth. So really there's no, uh, I'm better than you or not. Cause we're all human beings. We're trying to survive in this, this horrible, uh, crumbling world. And, um, I tried explaining that to him and he wasn't having it. He would say, you know, you're, you sweep the floors, you, you scrub the toilets, you're the lowest scum on earth and I said actually I'm not because I'm actually working to provide for my family. I could be a deadbeat on the streets or those bums that come in begging for for change every day. Um but um he would uh this was one thing that got to me. He would uh call me up on the floor. and they wouldn't even they wouldn't even use my name. Uh, that's how bad it got. They'd uh page janitor. Janitor, come here. And I was the only one in the store, so uh they knew my name. There is only like what, 18 of us in the whole store. So um and what he would do is he he'd say, you know, clean up And I come over and go, where at? And he would, right in front of me, push something off the counter onto the floor so it would break. And he'd say, right there, pick it up. And you you can't do that, but um, he did, and he and he pushed me around. And and a lot of times I'd bite my tongue because I'm I'm thinking on my kid, you know, I'm thinking I got to do the right thing. I got to provide for my family. I've been I've been living off of eBay and Craigslist and garage sales for a while now. My wife's sick of it. She wants a steady paycheck. So I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say anything because this is one of those things I don't put up with with people and um, I will call you out on this. not caring who you are or what you are. You could be the President of the United States. I don't care. I'm going to question you and um, it's just how I was raised but um, he would do this to me and uh, you know about the second or third time he'd be like hey you missed a spot and I'd be like where? Shove something on the floor and he'd be like right there and uh I got to the point where I said, "You know what, dude? No, I've got other important things to do. You need to knock that off and go pick up pick it up yourself." And I walked away, and he goes, "Don't you walk away from me? I'm a manager." So that's when I dropped my broom. I walked over to him and I said, "Okay, Mr. Manager, what you're doing is is wrong. You're you're bullying me basically. You're using your your stupid man-made title that means nothing to me, and you're trying to, to cause a problem here. And uh, now we have a problem." And he actually <laughs> he started to walk away from me. And I stopped him, and I said, "Don't you dare walk away from me when I'm talking to you? You know that's disrespectful." And he hid behind the counter, called the manager and said, "I threatened him. I didn't threaten him. Uh, what I had told him was I said, "You know, you, you sit there and you think you, you talk about how um much better than than me you are. you know you came here from Texas, you're nineteen years old i'm I'm twenty five years old. I don't need to be taking this from some some punk teenager you know, I, I've i been in your shoes, dude, you know, uh, life, life gets harder, so uh, be, be prepared for that, but he'd sit there and say, you know, how much better he was than me, you know, oh, I got my, I got my apartment, you know, I got my apartment all by myself, I don't have roommates, I just bought a 30-inch flat screen TV, and he'd, he'd brag about these little stupid petty things, and I just let it go, brush it off, brush it off, and this, this final day, I, I actually uh, snapped at him, and I said, look, dude, You're sitting there bragging me to me about your petty items, your, your petty title. You think that makes you a better person, but you're really not. You're an insecure, scared little boy who doesn't know how to manage. And I said, if you really think you're better than me, how about you go upstairs, you clock out. I go upstairs, I clock out. We go our separate ways, and we see whose life is better outside of this place. That wasn't a threat like, let's take this outside. It was, outside of this place, what are you? If you're holding on to your title so much as a manager in this building, what are you outside of this building? If that's all you have to, to brag about and to live for, then you've really got nothing. And that's the point I was trying to make and the point I was trying to get across, which to me made sense. It wasn't a threat in any way. And I even told him, I said, you know, you think I'm supposed to be impressed because you have a 30-inch TV. Dude, I got a 75-inch flat, flat screen. doesn't make me any better than you. Um, you have an apartment. Good for you. It's tough out there. I own my house. So, you know, where's the comparison? You think you're better than me. I'm telling you we're the same um, you're a little younger, a little more naive. Let me give you some advice here. And, uh, he took that up to the management said, I threatened him. They gave me a, a final write-up. said, uh, that was, I was looking ready to transfer to, to get out of there. And, uh, I was down to the wire on it. I mean, within, within days, I was going to find out whether or not it had gone through. And because of this little incident that he pulled, um, I had gotten my final write-up, which meant I was denied my transfer for another year. I mean, I was stuck in that building And I lost it, man. I I could not handle that anymore. And, uh, uh, you know, they switch managers out every year. And uh, we got a new manager (laughs) in. And uh she was just as worse as the other one because the other one didn't like me. He left her a bunch of notes about me and, and other people as well. So it's not just like a like a picking on just me. I mean he did it for everybody, but he had a a note of of negative things about people. You know, he didn't like certain people, so he'd say, watch out for this person because of this, 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 this. So she had this preconceived notion of who I was before even getting to know me. And I only worked with her for maybe a couple of weeks. And what I thought was was interesting about it is here I am, I'm six one. I'm two hundred and forty pounds at the time. And um not not bad, not good, just decent in the middle. This woman was at least four hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, easily, and she was still picking on me for my weight. And I thought that was confusing for a while. And um <clears throat> this last day when I had gotten my ride up and everything, she goes, you know, you're not getting your raise, you're not getting transferred out of here, you're you're stuck here basically for another year sweeping toilets and um uh, that's where you're going to stay because that's how you are as a person. And I, uh, finally, I spoke up cause he kept telling me to, you know, watch what I was saying. And I said, why, what's the point? And so I, uh, I stood up I said, uh, you know, I don't understand why, you know, you can sit there and pick on me for my weight when you look the way you do. And, uh, this is, this is classic here. So she, uh, she, she gets offended and goes, what are you talking about? She goes, I'll have, you know, actually that obesity runs in my family and that's when i stood up i said you know what no one runs in your family and that's your problem and i dropped my apron dropped my hat and i said <laughs> i'm done and to this day that's actually the only job i've ever had where um i actually walked out in the middle of my shift and uh i mean i still had i think 3 or 4 more hours left on my shift and nah, I, I just had enough. I was done. Um, you know, I'm going to go back a little bit and, uh, because the boss was, uh, was bullying me so much about a year and a half in, um, of working there just for fun. He decided to send me back to orientation day one, um, where they made me fill out the packets and get to know your store and get to introduce yourself to all your employees and he actually made me walk around and reintroduce myself to all the employees because he thought it was funny. Um I didn't get any work done for for 3 days because it was a 3-day orientation and uh of course after that 3 days was uh, was done I got another write up for not doing my job for 3 days. And which I tried to fight because uh you know that wasn't right. I don't understand why he had to do that. It's like I knew my job. I, I, I did everything. I even cashiered for a while and even asked me, Do you want to be a cashier? I said, No way. He made me do it. And uh you know, I said this was stupid and he said, you know, you need to lose your attitude. It's like I don't understand why I need to lose my attitude when you're you're treating me like I'm a moron and I'm really not. And that's not fair, that's not right, it's not okay. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I show up to your five AM meetings, um i stay late i go to every department that's needed and and still this happens so um there's your top five i mean this is a a terrible terrible place i'll even give you a bonus one and i actually uh wrote this on a on a discussion forum on facebook and it got you know thousands and thousands of replies which i was I, i almost got overwhelmed for a while i was like i should delete this this is just crazy my phone's just going off constantly but um I had this, this thing where, uh, in the wintertime and actually before I get into that, I will, I will say that I actually stopped 13 shoplifters in that store and it wasn't my job to do, you know, it's, it's a very dangerous thing and it's the managers. It was deal. And they, they would kind of just blow it off because they didn't want confrontations. Me, I don't mind. I love confrontations. I don't care. I used to fire people, uh, at my other jobs because the other managers were too scared to do it. So, um, I caught thirteen people red-handed shoplifting and stop put a stop to that. You'd think I'd get some kind of incentive for that, and I, I didn't. But um, <clears throat> this one in particular, they almost fired me for this. Um, there, there was a. It was almost like a not a blizzard, but it was really snowy. It was really cold, cold, snowy, freezing night. Um, and when that happened, there were a lot of there were a lot of homeless people around the area, and they'd they'd come inside just to get warm. And, you know, the manager would be like, you know, you guys have to get out of here. You're making our store look bad. You're scaring customers, even though they were just sitting over in the, the food area, not bothering anybody, just minding their business, bundling up, trying to stay warm. And they throw them out in the cold. And this one guy in particular, he hung out about every day. He kind of looked like a like a mixture between Blackbeard and Rob Zombie. So that was kind of cool. I was like, oh, look at this dude. You know, where's this Dracula? But, um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I was, I was bummed when when he sent this guy outside, this guy was freezing. It was so cold outside and I had a break coming up. So I was like, cool, man, I'm going to go take a break. Went on break. I bought, um, a cup of hot coffee, some hot soup and a burrito, a nice warm burrito. And I brought it out to the guy on my break. And I said, here, dude, you know, I'm sorry. They won't let you come in, but you know, here's some food, you know, stay warm, and he was so grateful, you know, thank you, you know, God bless you and all this stuff. Very generous, thankful human being as we all should be. And uh, after I went back inside and um, in my break and everything, they almost fired me for that. And I, I never understood why because I, I didn't steal anything. You know, I purchased it with my own money. You know, it was my it was my food to give. And, um, if they weren't going to help this guy, I'm not going to let someone out in the cold, starve to death or freeze to death because I'm a hipster douchebag who, uh, wants to, to look good curling his mustache, uh, in piles of money because not everyone is as fortunate as, as you are. So, um, I went out and did that for him just being a nice, generous human being. And I mean, I got, I got the riot act, man. And, uh. I almost quit that night because because of everything, but it escalated from there, and it was just one of those things where it's like you can't even help your own people. You, you they they talk about they they have this false uh, this false implication of what they are. They talk about how they're all about communities and donations and all this stuff, and it's it's really not because they throw away more than they donate. They actually, uh, as opposed to. Uh, Say they have ten boxes of uh food to go out. They'll throw away eight of them and donate two, and then go out to the back and put a lock on the, the dumpster with the food in it because they don't want anyone eating their food because that's considered theft. And uh, one of the one of the homeless guys had got in to one of the dumpsters. He was eating a thing of bread I think one night, and they wanted to call the cops on him and uh, say he was stealing from them. I you know dude, if it's in a dumpster at that point, it's not theft because you threw it out. It's your garbage. But um. I don't know. That's another, that's a bonus one. It's number six, I guess on the list of why I hate everything about this company and why, uh, to this day I have not stepped foot in another one of those stores or, or given them any of my business. And, um, I went over to the competitor right after I quit and I'll, uh, maybe get into that in the next episode. So, um, there's your top five, man, uh, weight discrimination, being underpaid, written up for, for the stupidest things. Um, Getting picked on because of a boss's unsolved vendetta against childhood bullying and um, delusions of grandeur, uh, false notifications of uh, whatever uh, title they are uh, given. So there's your top five. Um, So let's get into something happy here and get into uh, next picks. So, those of you who have been listening for a while know that Nick's Picks is a segment where I do, uh, love it and hate it for the week. Um, something I love, something that I hate, not too fond of, whatever. Kind of inspire you to find your own love it, hate it. You can write to me at kissmember34 at gmail.com, which I'll get into later, and, uh, tell me your love it, hate it, or your top fives, or your worst job experiences. Tell me all that good stuff. So, um, this time I'm gonna get into a, to a, uh, love it, love it. I don't really have anything to hate this week because, uh, I don't want to bring anyone down. Love it, love it. So the first love is, um, <clears throat> we actually had some friends invite us out to go do some archery. Um, and that was fun. You know, I thought, cause I, I battle so hard sometimes and I don't want to get out of the house and I, I struggled that day and I was like, nah, you, you go. I, I don't want to get out of the house. And I went anyway and it was a blast, man. I, I'd love to do it again. It was a lot of fun. Um, I want to thank, thank them so much for inviting us because that was, that was so cool. It was very important to, to get out of the house. And it, it's always important to hang out with friends. And, um, it makes you feel good even in your worst times. when you don't want to go out and you realize, you know what? This is for the best. And I'm glad that I got out of the house. I'm glad I got to, to experience this. And I actually felt better, um, doing so, which is great. Um, I felt, uh, Felt a little little green arrow coming on, uh, even though I'm I'm nowhere near as cool as Oliver Queen. Um, <laughs> so that was my one love it. And I was so sore the next day. I mean, it's quite a workout. You don't think so, but it is, man. And my son did better than, than I did. And that's, that's cool because he's four and he took to it like a pro, which is really cool. We're going to have to go back. Um, I'd love to do that again. My second love it. Um, if you have Netflix, I'm always a big advocate of Netflix. Um, get on there and watch Pee-wee's Big Holiday because um, it's a feel-good movie all the way around. And uh, I'm glad to see Pee-wee Herman back in the spotlight, man. Um, <clears throat> we've been a we've been a huge Pee-wee family for a while, and you know I got all the DVDs and VHS tapes for my son that he's been watching for years. And when we found out that the new movie was coming out, it was like, oh, this is gonna be great. We're gonna have to. Take him to the theater to go see it. It's in select theaters, but uh, found it was on Netflix. So uh, what we did was uh, that day I went out and I got us some take and bake pizzas and some sodas and 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 ice cream and all that good stuff. And we had a little little uh, pizza party uh, and watched Pee Wee's Big Holiday together. And it was it was really cool, man. It it kind of brought me back to my childhood and um, <clears throat> just seeing the the look on his face is just uh, tremendous. And it was it's a really good movie. It's well done. It's I think twenty. 25 or 28 years since the last Pee-wee film so it's good to see him him back and he hasn't aged a bit which is kind of crazy he's like paul rubens is a vampire or something but um <laughs> I like i said I, i'm glad he's making a comeback it's it's a really cool movie i'd give it i gave it five stars out of five um Go ahead and watch that, man. So those are my two lovets for the week. So that means it has come to the end portion of the show where, um, I get to tell you all my plugs and commercials and stuff. So, um, if you want to email me, go ahead and email me at kissmember34 at gmail.com. That's K-I-S-S-M-E-M-B-R 34. There's no E at the end of member. So if you're sending it to kiss m e m am not getting your emails. So, um... Be careful on that. I'll actually put it at the end of the show in the links in the bio and stuff like I always do. So you can just click that link and email me whatever whatever you want, man. Talk to me. Uh, send me questions, uh, emails, uh, pictures, fan art. I don't care. All that cool stuff. Um, and while you're there doing that, go ahead and let me know. And uh, if you go to my Cafe Press site, I've got official podcast merchandise, glasses, uh, wallets, hats, um, T-shirts, uh, this podcast is just okay. So go to cafepress.com dot com slash this podcast is just okay merchandise. And uh you can go there Buy something cool. Give me an email, uh, with you, with your item, and I'll feature it on the webpage at facebook.com slash this podcast is just okay. Good segue, huh? Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, why don't you go ahead and leave me a five star review if you like it? Three stars if you're in the middle, one star if you hate it. Um, the more reviews I get, the better I get into the new and noteworthy section. Boost me up. Uh, maybe I get some sponsors eventually. Maybe I, uh, can quit my job and just do this full time. So go ahead and leave me a rating. If you have left a rating, thank you so much. I appreciate you, and you're my best friend. So um <coughs> there's that. Um if you if you want to see me perform songs and be silly, I go to youtube.com slash kissmember34 where I do acoustic videos and covers and all this stuff. I also play the at midnight hashtag war game on Twitter at OzMusic34, and I'm also on Instagram at kissmember34. I think that's all the plugs. Um, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash this podcast is just okay. That, I don't know. Maybe I'll do a, a copy-paste because that is just difficult to do every single week. But um, there's your plugs um, for the week. And uh, with that said, I'm going to leave you with an outro song. And I hope you guys have a good week. I will catch you guys next time.
1: Hello, I've waited here for you. Ever long tonight, I'll throw myself into. Out of the red, out of her head, she sank. And I wonder When I sing along with you If everything could ever feel this real forever If everything could ever be this good again the only thing I'll ever ask of you, you gotta promise not to stop when I say when. She sang. Breathe out, so I can breathe you in. You and now, I know you've always been Out of your head, out of my head I sang And I wonder, I sing along with you could ever feel this real forever, if anything could ever be this good again, the only thing I'll ever ask of you, you gotta promise not to stop when I say you win, she's saying, this real forever, if anything can ever be this good again, the only thing I'll ever ask of you, you got to promise not to stop when I say when.